Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. John, how you doing? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing pretty well, John. You know, Raw and SmackDown for that for that point. They might play musical chairs with the Survivor Series team positions, but you and I, we don't do that. We're here every single week. We don't go anywhere. We're always here, always here to talk about the wrestling with you all. So, with that being said, before we get into it, before we get into that, I just want to do all this show. Like everything we do here is available on all of our platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. And remember, John, you're going to be there in person, but we have Survivor Series this weekend. I've got to figure out what I'm doing for that because my my guy, John, will be our boots on the ground as always. So, But we'll, we'll figure out doing a show for that uh, some, some way. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll, we'll at the very least have coverage uh, news-wise, and John will be there in person. So it will be a uh, an interesting show, to say the least. Um and this was the go-home episode of Raw here. We're getting a hey from Stanley from Mississippi. Hello, Stanley. Appreciate you. So, uh, John, this year maybe more than more than the past couple, I've definitely got the sense that Survivor Series is the all-star game. The the matches don't really matter. Uh, other than Big E and Roman, there's actually some build there. Uh, but otherwise, they quite literally announced two matches entirely cold. I think it was like 7 p.m., uh, or so, like a little before Raw today, we had uh, Damian Priest versus Shinsuke Nakamura announced, and uh, RK Bro versus the Usos, and that one also played in the show tonight as well. Uh, but with that kind of um, on my mind before the show tonight, I was like, "All right, there's this supposedly big pay per view on Sunday, and the build as we talked about last week has it was not has not been the best, and I think this week's show did it, did a little better uh, in some ways, but um, boy." Uh, I guess we're already getting some comments about it uh, with uh, Herman Takara saying Austin Theory could be a big uh, addition for Team Raw here. So we might as well get into it where, uh, yes, as I, as I mentioned early on here, we had we have had basically musical chairs for these five series, uh, the, the, the teams here. They're announced on social media, and I think we've had, was tonight the third time they, they've, no, Fourth, I think a yeah, fourth time they, they've uh, switched someone out where they had Bobby Lashley replaced Dominic Mysterio last week. They had uh, Aaliyah and Sami Zayn lose their spots last week. Uh, and now this week we had Bobby Lashley beat the stuffy under Rey Mysterio and what was a very fun main event. And then Adam Pierce comes out because Rey Mysterio was beaten so badly and he takes Ray's spot away. And with all these, like, there's still two vacant spots in SmackDown. So I'm thinking, are we going to get some kind of surprise? Is, is there going to be a call? Is there going to be something? But instead, Adam Pierce comes out, removes, or uh, takes away off the team, and then uh, Austin Theory comes out and you know d- does a thing, poses for a selfie, and Adam Pierce says, "You know what, kid? I like your style. You're going to be on Team Survivor Series." Uh, Herman's saying that it's good that he likes this idea; it could be a, a good get for Team Raw. Michael Kemp pointing out, John, they're going against the very logic or quote unquote logic they established last week by saying. You know, Dominic wasn't good enough to be on Team Raw when he wasn't a former champion or a former world champion. At least he was a tag team champion. Austin Theory has not won a title th- during his WWE career. So, John, what are we doing here? Oh, boy. This all stems from the fact that we had these teams originally announced randomly on a Saturday afternoon on social media. And it just makes it worse that it was like, did they know all this time they were going to make these adjustments or did they literally just change their mind on the fly? Did the social media team have like old news and post it on accident? <laughs> and they're like, Oh no, like anything's possible. Uh, but like, 
the fact that you do look at this team and listen, you know as well as anybody that we're going to have to coexist because we have Kevin Owens and Finn Balor <sighs> both on Team Raw. We have Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory on there as well. So, I mean, if, if you really sit down and look at it on paper, you have, and it's kind of weird, you have four heels and one face on Raw, and you have four faces and one heel on SmackDown with King Corbin. Well, and that there's still a to-be-determined, but right, as of now, right. King Corbin is the only, or Happy Corbin is the only heel on SmackDown, and uh, Finn Balor is the only babyface on Raw. Everybody else is like a really solidified heel. So this is very interesting on do they let Finn Balor get eliminated first to kind of give that heel versus face vibe to it? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but it definitely... Adam Pearce clearly wants Raw to win, at least in, in the men's match. I think it sounds like all of them because he told Big E, basically, if you don't win, I'm sending Lesnar after you. So uh, I think that Team Raw is kind of like going into this as like the favorites. Like this is like if, like the betting odds. I think Raw would be the favorite just because they've been built up as this big bad heel team. And SmackDown's kind of like that underdog team that, you know, full of people that if you look at them like Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Happy Corbin haven't had a lot of success in the past couple of months. And of course, Drew McIntyre is on there. So uh, I'm not sure. I mean, taking Austin theory and for Ray just kind of takes off that face and puts in another heel. Do right. they, do they somehow get battled out of there before Sunday? You never know. You never uh, know. So I think there's a lot of unknown still, but yeah, it's definitely interesting on how the approach they've taken to this. Interesting that it is. Uh, DJ saying Austin is, is a good pick, but he doesn't know if he has enough skill to be a survivor. There's no he... way that this he's going to be the last <laughs> one left. But then again, I've been wrong before. So, you know, as we as we like to say here, you never know. Uh, and definitely, as you mentioned, those unknowns here. Uh, we'll we'll talk about maybe some predictions later. But definitely, part of the equation here is we don't know who the the mysterious. Uh, fifth member of Team SmackDown will be. They do have a big TBA on their team there. So could it be, I don't even know. <laughs> like, I, I'm not, my, the bar is low. Um, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I, in the perfect world, I'd kind of like them to, to leave it unknown for the pay-per-view. So you've got something for the pay-per-view to be like, oh, I wonder. You know, uh, but I feel like they're just going to announce on Friday. Uh, DJ pointing out, I I'm, I mistook this as well. So I uh, was, I think, like refilling my coffee, and Adam Pierce picks up Brock Lesnar, and I didn't. I like heard it out of you know out of context. I thought he was I, he was threatening Biggie uh, with Brock Lesnar. He's like, oh, I'm going to send Lesnar after you. I think he more meant that he was going to punish Biggie if he got involved by suspending him, and he brought Brock Lesnar up to remind him that I suspended him. I'll suspend you. Um, that, so I, I I think that was an interesting kind of mix up there because I imagine I might like I that was how I interpret it because I didn't hear it in context. I imagine many of the many of the people that may kind of not watch Raw with a, with a hundred percent attention uh, may have made the same mistake. So you see, you say Brock Lesnar, you kind of use it in a threatening way. It kind of sounds like you're doing something there. Herman DeCar with an interesting idea of if you do leave the fifth member of Team SmackDown as a mystery. Or this could happen on, on Friday as well. What if it's Braun Breaker? If they really want to fast track this guy, mm. yeah, John, you, you like 
Yeah, we shake our heads. You, 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 you know, you're pretty vehement that it's not going to happen. You never know. This guy was overseas, you know, mixing it up there. So crazy, crazy things have happened there. Um, I agree with Stephen Chambers more saying the what if it's Vaughn Wagner, and that's because we did see him randomly on the main roster. I think that would make sense. But I do like Eddie's comment of Sheamus or Ridge Holland, even though that kind of ruins my thing of they're all faces except Corbin. But I think it would be interesting. I, I Now, it's funny that they're both to be determined because do they want to make it be just a surprise factor where they're kind of you know not showing all their cards till the event itself? Or on Friday, will they announce it at the show? Uh, I personally think it um, would be more interesting to wait until the event. But, of course, I'm going to be there. So I think it's just more interesting to not know until it happens. But yeah. then again, at the same time, you know how people get these unexpected, not unexpected, but just unrealistic expectations. Oh my God. It's going to be Brock Lesnar. Or everybody not. thinks it's going to be like the rock or something. Like the <laughs> yeah. rock is not going to be there. And maybe in what, maybe a week from today, I'll sit here and be like, Oh, well, Colin, I was wrong, but the rock is not going to be there no. now. No. Uh, yeah. Steven chambers can back me up on this. This is a very big, bold prediction not even a prediction a spoiler i never make these and when i do i'm usually right and i'm making it again today and tonight the rock will not be there on saturday write it down record it and you can attack me on sunday night if i'm wrong via twitter as people do but uh you know dj point we mentioned earlier it's like if they were to announce the, the the teams ahead of time like yeah you like in theory you kind of know there'd be changes but at the same time if you're like me, sometimes give them too much credit. It's like, oh, they're going to announce the teams. Then we're going to kind of like proceed with that as the direction we're going. And then we're over the course of what, two weeks, we've just swapped out several teams. Like almost what's the point? I don't want to uh, blabber that point too, too much. Uh, DJ also asked them both to bring back some, one of the fired superstars. I don't see it. You know, Zelina Vegas, one exception, but they brought her back months later. I don't think they would let someone go and bring them right back. Now Spencer's Brock Lesnar. I don't see that. You know, they, I think they're going to be very careful of what how they use Brock Lesnar. As you mentioned earlier, like the, the Ridge Holland or Sheamus prediction there. Sheamus will be back on SmackDown this week. Um, but also more thoughts about the uh, the Adam Pearson here, where it's like he's kind of loading the deck for Raw here. And I overlook this tonight, but Adam Pearson and Sonya Deville, in theory, are the, the authority figures for Raw and SmackDown. So, like, what, why would he load up the one show at the expense of the other? And then that like that leads questions like is he is he turning heel? We see we saw him kind of screw over Dominic last week, and now you know took Ray out of the match and added another heel in. So definitely some heelish antics there. So you know that's definitely something to look forward or look out for as well in terms of ways they could kind of move forward here. But and Noel Orlando Verlon is saying that, and we're getting uh, Hermit Dakar asking that. Uh, definitely kind of seemed like the, seemed like that to have that show closing angle there. But what are you thinking about the? This like uh, this authority uh, figure kind of thing is against the comments that people don't didn't really like it. It's a little lazy. Uh, whereas this has been kind of the, the driving factor of these teams so far. Really, just the, the authority figures uh, swapping people in and out as as they wish. Yeah, I mean that certainly makes a lot of sense. It's just what it's trying to think of their reasoning for doing things. It's like why you know like. What's the reasoning for this? What's the point of this? And like you mentioned earlier, the, the pay-per-view certainly gives the vibe 
of an all-star event, which I believe we said this last year because um, the last year NXT was not involved. They were two years ago, right. uh, and they are this year. And it's interesting because um, it, it, this was actually in an article on WrestleZone that I wrote on Sunday as well where we uh, posted a ticket update on Survivor Series. Uh, over the past five years, the, the attendance has went down every single year. Uh, and this year, they are barely at 10,000 when the last time they had an event, it was almost 13,000. So uh, clearly, the event itself, not just the whole company in general, but the event itself is really losing steam. And, and, and at this point, is not the fourth of the big four. Uh, I, I strongly believe that at this point, Money in the Bank is the fourth of the big four. And I think WWE acknowledges that, being that the four events in stadiums next year are SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank, and Royal Rumble. Uh, I, I believe at this point, Survivor Series is literally... I wish they would just do like that all-star theme like and say, you know, that's what it is, because then people aren't going to be upset that there's no build, there's no unrealistic expectations. Uh, and like Herman does point out, the tickets are expensive, particularly for the Brooklyn market. And keep in mind that you do have to be vaccinated to attend the event this weekend as well. So those are two other factors that have contributed to the ticket sales, which the prices will go down as the week goes on. They always do. But with them coming back to Brooklyn for the first time in a while and the, the price is just a little, uh, to me at least, unreasonably high for an event like this. Uh, I mean, they were like high as like SummerSlam was when it was there. So I thought that that was a little unrealistic. Uh, but I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But uh, And DJ points out they're not as expensive as Mania tickets. Of course they're not because it's not WrestleMania. But uh, what what do you think about just – in general, the event being not as big of a deal as it used to be, and does that really bother you that they're still doing it, even though it's not a big deal? Or are you are you one of those guys that's like, it's tradition, you have to do it? I'm somewhere in between where, like, when I started watching you know it was the it was the fourth big event like it was survivor series man like it was they it wasn't just that they went on to the the tradition it was it was that they framed it and built it up as this big show like you know the one year they had the rock return of the ring and team with john cena like it was a big deal and and now we are a far way away from that uh and for me i definitely agree that money in the bank is a pretty good um equivalent or, or replacement in, in some ways maybe maybe minus the tradition it's obviously yes Survivor series does have uh that long history and i think it always will have that in, in retrospect and they, they can play these video packages about all of you know all of the star series of the years past and more than anything that's just a reminder of you know how far it's fallen and again that's a bummer and i i really like when they had the nxt as the third uh leg of this like brand warfare thing because that kind of makes it a little more interesting because we've seen raw smackdown you know go to war, if you will, plenty of times, but next to made it a little more interesting. But yeah, no, it's, it's disappointing. Um, Not to mention the fact that this is the 25th anniversary of The Rock, and right. we thought this was going to be a theme, and they have not even brought it up one time. And I doubt this late in the game they're going to. Yeah, other than the the like the special you know WWE Network month of programming, nothing. And maybe some, they, they did the one like photo shoot online of the superstars dressing up like the past version of the rock. But in terms of like on TV or anything, no, no, they, they might, they'll probably like maybe have a video package on Sunday itself. But uh, yeah, they, this is, um, that was unexpected as well. You kind of thought that'd be something they would do, but 
we'll talk more about the card of star series later we do want to get into the show here itself because there's stuff, some, stuff, some stuff to talk about we mentioned bobby lashley and mysterio a little bit and i just want to mention you know because it's, it's worth bringing up you know ray mysterio came out uh for his, for, for his entrance at 10 31 eastern standard time and one of our colleagues, Matt Black, tweeted, is this match going to go 30 minutes? Like, are they really going to give us that much time? And I was like, no, 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 they're going to kill, like, I, I actually predicted, like, I think I said maybe, like, 15 video package, meaning a segment, entrance, because that was Ray, Ray's entrance, they had a commercial. Uh, they they wasted 17 minutes, I believe. The, the match started at 10.48 Eastern. So, uh, yet again, Raw, the, the master of just filling time. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I think fans have a big problem with. It's like you could be, you know, having longer matches or, or having more meaningful segments, but they just fill up time with this, like, nothingness, you know. And, and you know, the I would have liked to see maybe a, a really more competitive match with Ray and Bobby Lashley, too. Like, you know, real, legit main eventers here. And instead, it kind of got maybe a little short change there. Although that was kind of what they're going for, to have Bobby be dominant. Nonetheless, you know, that was kind of, that's always a thing for all this one. It's like, you know, how can they fi figure out how to kind of fill time as much as they can? Uh, we had the first, the, the opening Lego show here. We had um, a Biggie promo, which is very good. Biggie is, this is the Biggie I always wanted. He's very serious. He's saying, Roman, you, you hurt Xavier. Now I got to hurt you. I got to make sure they have some empty hospital beds in, uh, in Brooklyn because I'm going to hurt, hurt you real bad. So again, this match is the one exception where, uh, it's not just a, a champion versus champion match. It's like, no, they, 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 they built up to it a little bit. And I think that was September. They went away from it for a little bit, although now Roman's feeding with Xavier. So they're kind of building it up in that way, although a little less directly. Uh, so definitely a little more uh, significance here. And so I definitely like that promo there uh, from Biggie. And then we had Kevin Owens come out explaining his heel turn. And I thought this was good because obviously we had the Kevin Owens uh, heel turn last week. Now he explained it and the, the, the path he kind of took to it was, you know, perception is reality. You made people doubt me. And then I became what everyone thought I was. I thought that was kind of like a little, maybe a little unconventional, you know, compared to the, the usual kind of, uh, you know, staring things they kind of do. I, I appreciate it. So again, something a little different. And then we had something maybe not so, not so different. The USOs attacked Biggie from behind. Riddle makes the save. They were a tag team match, which is fine in itself. Cause although it's worth pointing out, Sonya Deville is like, Oh, guys, stop fighting. I'm going to do something a little crazy, a little, little unconventional. You can have a tag team match. I'm like, girl, Teddy Long is literally yeah. famous for doing the same thing for like a decade. You get out of here. All right. Teddy Long and like the GOAT, the general manager here. We're talking about the authority figures, but nonetheless. And that turned into a six man tag because uh, I forget. Um, oh, Rollins came out and was the ringside for commentary. He attacks Biggie. Then Randy Orton comes out. You could guess it. Six-man tag. And as always, these matches are good, John. They are good matches. But they don't really, like, don't really mean anything, right? We know the Biggie's going to face yeah. Rollins. Mm -hmm. We know we know that's going to happen. And they, as I said earlier, they announced Damian Priest versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Also, before the show, they announced uh, RK Bro versus the Usos. That's going to be really good. So at least we got a little kind of last-minute build for that here. Uh, and in the end, I believe... Who got the pin? Oh, no, Riddle got pinned. Riddle got pinned by Rollins, and Riddle gets pinned every week at this point. Uh, but don't worry, Randy Orton hit, hit an RKO, so it's okay. And, and then Biggie uh, dropped one of the Usos, sent Roman message, a message in the process. So uh, that that took up the first, like, I think it was over the first half an hour. So there are worse ways to fill time in that sense. Again, end of the show, full of nothingness. At least it was a good match. What do you think about this opening match and kind of this... Uh, 
combination of storylines of Biggie and Rylance and now uh, Arcade Bro and the Usos here. Yeah, to kind of add these matches randomly, the tag match, the mid-card title match, the just basically all of them, but those two especially because, as you mentioned earlier, they were just announced tonight like at random. No bill, no nothing. Uh, Priest hasn't been seen for a while. Nakamura, I mean, he's been around, but he's his momentum has certainly not been what it was before. And then the Usos just randomly, you know, at least there was a, a, a sliver of a build there. Uh, and it's it's like you never want to see interference at pay-per-views, but it's almost like this weekend, like, you need interference to make it make sense. Like, you need, like, the dirty dogs to come out and screw Orton and Riddle over just to m- make it make sense, you know? Yeah, and... I've, we're going to get some shenanigans. Like, there's no way Biggie or Roman Reigns are going to lose cleanly. Uh, and for the side to match, I would expect maybe something a little similar. Although um, it's Randy Orton, I, I feel like he could he could easily pin either the Usos the, and they'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's kind of what we've come to expect. That's kind of the way that you think they would uh, kind of get out of some of these matches, where it's like you don't want either team to lose. 100% clean or anything. So, no, I'm, I'm expecting some pretty wacky things there in terms of interference or, or DQ. Who even knows? Like, we know that WWE, uh, they like to do things like that all the time. Uh, but, again, I, I like this this promo from Kevin Owens. And it is hard, likewise, kind of saying, uh, heel at Kevin Owens is best for business. Big and Romans will be good. Oh, it's going to be good. You know, we're talking about this all-star field, but this will be definitely be a very, I would, I would assume, the main event. We can talk, we're going to talk about Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, which would also be a worthwhile, like a, a, a deserving main event there. But whatever, whatever it is on the card, it's going to be a very good match. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, and, uh, you know, with Owens, we'll talk about him, him a little more later. He beat Finn Balor in a very, very good match. So I have to imagine, I would assume Biggie's going to get through Seth Rollins. And then whatever the future does hold for Kevin Owens, we talked about this uh, last year when he turned heel, have to assume that he'll be challenging for the title uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, definitely, you know, Biggie definitely has a full dance card there. And, uh, full of good options there. So I like that uh, very much in that sense. Uh, definitely worth pointing out, Rollins, team of the Usos. Uh, John, the whole theme of Sunday's show is brand supremacy. And so Rollins teaming with two SmackDown superstars, a little weird with Rollins being the so-called leader of Team Raw, um, but desperate times to call for desperate measures, I guess. Um, but... Yeah, the loss was a good match, you know, and I, I, it's just funny because they, they advertised Rollins versus Balor. I was like, oh, that'll be really good. And then they went with this, but then we got the Owens versus Balor instead. And I thought that was like, if not an, an equivalent, I, I would maybe say even better because I really, really like both uh, Balor and Owens. It was a very, very good match. And like, this is this is what I want for Raw. Like, I want these good matches. They kind of pulled it up. Uh, I think uh, was maybe two weeks ago they had a backstage segment. Then or in the show, they're backstage, Bauer and Owens, and they're kind of going off that idea. I can't trust you. Uh, you know, I don't like you. And then they have this match. It's very good. It's like you give, you, you do this. Like, and I want more of it. I don't want like give me more of this. So this is good. More please. Uh, I like this a lot. And Owens wins the week after he turns heel. So that's good for him. And then, like I said, I feel like he's very much being set up to challenge Biggie likely to lose but he's looking strong here and again no matter what happens three months from now i'm enjoying the ride here for kevin owens uh, in this heel run i think he's doing a great job with it and i'm looking forward to seeing when he likely 
does face Biggie at some point soon. I'm surprised that they're like pushing him this far in a sense because if he is leaving in a few months and they're pushing him and having him win and look strong, this is definitely a different path than what we've seen people take in the past. Oh yeah, yeah. They they completely we talked about it, I think last week, they completely buried Dean Ambrose when they knew that he was leaving. But now I think there might be some truth to the idea they might be trying to get him to stay by saying, hey, turning a heel, we're going to have you be the, the top guy on Raw, you know, Biggie, this this major baby face that everybody loves, and giving us this cool, this good storyline. They're, they're booking him well. He's, he, he won here. A lot of times you have heel turns, and the heel will kind of lose that first week for reasons. Uh, and they're going kind of against that here. Um, so, no, it is surprising, but definitely for me, I would say it's a pleasant surprise because – it lends some hope to the idea that he might stay, you know, but it's the actually, they actually are, uh, you know, treating him well uh, in a storyline sense, uh, even with that knowledge that his contract is coming up. So, uh, and, and the, all this talk about people assuming he's going to leave. Uh, I, I like it. And I, I want some more of it. Wherever it goes from here, I don't know. Again, assuming that Biggie is going to get through both Rollins and uh, Owens. And at some point, you know, one of them, I don't know. I don't know how long he's placed it out uh, other than Cyrus Series, and we know Biggie's facing Roman there. Uh, the next pay-per-view for the main roster is day one in December, so I'm not quite sure what you, uh, how you, how you kind of go about that. You know, Owens, you know, I think his contract is up in January, like late January, so uh, time is, the clock is ticking, so maybe they'll do it on a special episode of Raw. We've seen them do that before, but uh, but I do have a good point as well. We, I just mentioned uh, Dean Ambrose. Maybe Kevin Owens will get the the Brian Dan, the Dan Bryan treatment where it's like, you know, this guy may have been in WrestleMania, and then he still left, but they, they're still kind of like, you know, treat him well and as a, as a recognition. I have to feel like Brian's circumstance is a little different because even the WWE admitted and Brian himself admitted that everybody kind of thought he was staying. It was yeah. kind of like a last minute thing that, okay, I'm actually, I'm actually leaving. Uh, I think the expectation with Kevin Owens is like, he's gone. We know he's gone and it's, that's just how it is. But, and I tweeted this earlier as well, that maybe there's a push for him to stay. So maybe let's have him look like a strong heel and I propose maybe they tell him, hey, you're going to win the Rumble, re-sign, and then he wins the Rumble, and then he goes on to, I guess, maybe face Biggie in a rematch for WrestleMania. could be somebody else, could be whoever, and then win, and then be back on top like he was a few years ago. But there's, uh, it's hard for me to argue with everybody that says, well, he could go to AEW, you know, Mount Rushmore, he could reignite something with Chris Jericho. There, there's there's all possibilities. And I'm thinking to myself, but there are also possibilities for him if he stays, you know, and he's proven before that he has the potential to be the top guy on Raw, and he's done it before. So uh, at least don't don't completely erase the possibility that he could stay because I've already seen people saying, you know, well, that ship has sailed. He's leaving. It's It's already set. It's not set yet. It's not official. We think, but we don't know. Right. Yeah. Until anybody pops up anywhere else, you can never 100% say, "Oh, I know this." Because we say all the time, you never know what any one person's thinking or how they're feeling, what they want or what they want to do. So with Owens, yeah, you can easily draw those connections to AEW, but he's doing great things here in WWE, and there are great things he could do uh, moving forward here in the future. So again, very much looking forward to seeing. Uh, 
well, whatever does happen and enjoying the ride as we go here. Now, DJ, a little off the, off the wall comment. Uh, we're talking about Rollins and Biggie here, wondering if we could see the Usos become the new disciples of Rollins and help Rollins win the title. I mean, there is an interesting connection with the Usos and Roman Reigns and the bloodline with Seth Rollins and the Shield. Like, there's some overlap there, uh, but seeing the Usos become the new disciples of Rollins, I don't quite see that. If anything, I think the, the major direction there is seeing the Usos eventually turn on Roman at some point. Uh, but I, I would assume that that would mean they'd be going back to being a babyface team, not not back to henchmen for somebody else. But uh, I, I like you know when we toss toss around these ideas and you got to think about what could happen because that could happen. They kind of worked with Rollins tonight, uh, admittedly surprisingly, because again they were on uh, opposite brands there. But um, yeah, I mean I, I again Owens doing great things. Rollins, uh, I'm liking this feud with Biggie, and I'm hopeful that our star series will be able to kind of. Fast track that a little bit, get that sooner rather than later. But um, and while, while we're on the subject, we had a question from, I think it was Jesse Mata a minute ago, wondering who might take the title off of Biggie while all these options that he's going to be facing here. Uh, where do you know he's going to be facing uh, Rollins, presumably Kevin Owens at some point, but I don't see either of them taking the title off him. You know, if you look at the, the Raw roster right now, John, who do you think might eventually you know, be, be, be the guy? On Raw? Yeah, because I would assume that he, I I don't see him uh, holding the title until next October for the draft. I mean, it's Stephen Chambers saying Edge maybe could happen, but uh, I mean, then... I, I I certainly do think Edge is going to get another reign at some point. But if I'm thinking, you know, who's going to be the one to win the title from Big E? Oh man, uh, I probably would say Seth Rollins. I, I have to think Seth Rollins is probably going to be the one to do it, and um, it, it's hard because look, you're right now we're in this pat like it's just th this time period where will Biggie drop the title at the Royal Rumble or will he drop the title at WrestleMania? There's really no no other option unless they really wanted to do like the Saudi Arabia event in February. But let's be real, it's Royal Rumble or it's WrestleMania, and if it's WrestleMania, who's it against? Because WrestleMania is a big event, so. Hard to tell. I think Seth Rollins, but AJ Styles is another option when he eventually splits with Omos too. So I do like that too. Randy yeah. Orton too. I for Randy Orton. I mean, hell, it's in St. Louis Royal Rumble. It's where Randy Orton's from. But I still think they'll still be tied up in the Riddle and Orton stuff leading into WrestleMania. So this would be like an, a post Mania thing, I believe. I like that idea from Michael though. You know the you know obviously Randy Orton Orton winning his hometown. And I, we talked about it before. I had assumed we would get, you know, the the more slow burn for Randy and, and Riddle, and they'd have a just a singles match without any titles uh, at, at WrestleMania. But that would definitely, uh, you know, up the stakes there. Uh, DJ and all these, all the ideas in, in the tag team division. We're talking about Randy Orton, uh, Eddie saying AJ Styles. Um, DJ, DJ said Riddle, so we had we had both members of RKO here, uh, and then DJ also saying almost there. But um, I. Uh, I mean, the, the Rumble's a little bit away, so it'll be interesting to see where we stand. Maybe a call, you know, after the the, the day one pay per view, because um, it feels, and a lot of it feels like B just won the title. Like he hasn't really had a feud yet. He uh, he feuded with Drew, yeah, but like that to me, that doesn't really count. You know, like, like he was going to SmackDown. Uh, now he's going to move Rollins, but like I feel like he hasn't really had. He's already, and yes, he beat Drew, Drew McIntyre. He beat Bobby Lashley. But he needs uh, that real like signature win. I, I think maybe beating Rollins could be that. 
Um, and Herman's saying maybe uh, if he does that, Biggie should hold the title until after Mania. But if Bobby Lashley win it back WrestleMania, maybe. Uh, I think Lashley certainly is deserving of another run. I think he'd have a great run as a champion. Um, not sure if Lashley's the right call to take it off of Biggie because they, they did feud. But no, another more support for Randy. You know, Split RK Bro, have Randy won the title, have Randy, uh, Riddle won the Rumble to face Ornomania. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, again, if you, th- if you look at the raw, raw roster, Riddle is, you know, okay. In the past, he has been one of the more stronger booked faces. Uh, he's one of the more popular acts there. Um, so, like, the, the crazy things have happened. DJ saying Ray Mysterio. We could go We could go all night talking about all these, all these potential options. Ray, another guy, deserves a run. Do I think he'll get it? I don't know. Um, you know, after what, what we saw that night, when him getting just beat the stuffing out of by Bobby Lashley. Um, I don't know about that. You know, I, I again think he deserves it, but you know, uh, to be the guy that takes it off of Biggie, I think you'd want to be that you want to be someone that could be the next guy. Whereas I'm serious, like he's already been the guy. So uh definitely something to, to kind of think about moving forward. I just think Goldberg, you know, Biggie Goldberg has been definitely a uh if not a dream match, it's been something Biggie's talked about many a time in the past. He loves those those ideas of big meaty men slapping the meat. So, you know, maybe that could happen at some point, but uh, definitely they have options. This is a good thing, right? We're, we're sitting here. They have all these, like, these interesting options, whether they be realistic or not. Uh, I think I think it's good to have the, the, those thoughts that it could happen. But Justice saying, Jay has much of a chance. Uh, sorry, Ray has as much of a chance as Jeff Hardy has on SmackDown. I would agree, you know, that uh, they're both those veterans. They both have been there. They both um, have that, that support from the fans, so they could do it. But uh, I don't know. And Herman, for up to wrap it up here, before we move on here, Herman's saying maybe our, give it to our truth. My guy, our truth is great. He's he, he's the greatest twenty four seven champion of all time. I think the ship may have passed to uh, give him a, a WWE title run here. So I think he's what like almost fifty. I think he's up there. Uh, not to say that age is age is just a number, but you know, again, we're talking WWE. Where <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. That they got, that's a little little out there, but um, there are options. It's a good thing. I like it, and that that's always what we look for. There's options so that you don't exactly know what's going to happen next, and then that, that's we're along for the ride. It's a good time. Uh, so I know something else we had. We had plenty of things to talk about tonight. We mentioned the, the, the six-man earlier, talking about uh, Biggie and Rollins and all these you know, intermixed storylines here at his Survivor Series. Uh, something and Johnny mentioned a minute ago. We had the, the, the Dirty Dogs national tonight against AJ Styles and Almost. This wasn't like much to note. All that, like nothing really to write home about, but I just thought it was funny that AJ Solids gets his promo before the match and he references the Avengers movie that came out in 2012. And uh, I saw tweets on Twitter saying that, like, well, at least Vince McMahon has finally seen the Avengers <laughs> nine years too late. Um, and I just thought that was so funny. It's like, yeah, like this this reference, like, and we see this all the time. Like, you know, some of these, the promos, will, sometimes it works, they'll tie in very, like, timely, timely references. And it's fine, but sometimes it's like, dude. And granted, like that, like it wasn't like like the specific. Well, actually, no, they, they did quote the movie the movie specifically the the line about the uh, you have an army, I have a Hulk. Um, like I love the MCU, big, 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 big fan. I'm and I'm like, man, if they did that in 2012, cool. <laughs> but in 2021, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, like who who wrote that? No, man, come on. Uh, but this was interesting. We we're talking about, you know, you mentioned the, you mentioned the, the Survivor Series teams, the mostly heel versus mostly face, the, the teams there. This match, heel team versus heel team, was just pretty interesting. Where 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 it's like, 
what you don't see that a whole lot. And like, you don't really know who to root for here. And you could probably expect that, uh, you know, AJ almost won. So they will more and more like not get another shot at Ar- at some point. But this was just kind of to, to follow up on some tension between the two teams last week. But John, any thoughts on AJ Salvin almost here uh, and versus, versus 30 dogs? Uh, there's not really a whole lot to add other than the fact that the Dirty Dogs had a lot of momentum on their side, but then they lost convincingly tonight, and that kind of uh, made it more pointless because, like, so what exactly are we doing with AJ Styles? Or are we keeping him? Or are we splitting him up with, like, uh, what's, what's exactly the plan here? There isn't a plan, obviously. <laughs> there is a random tag feuds going on, um, you know. Uh. Uh, and speaking of random tag feuds, we had the Street Profits and Alpha Academy in a match tonight that had nothing at stake. It's just a grudge match. They've been doing this for a while. Uh, what did you think of this? Uh, Sean Rossap of Fightful tweeted that this was the 15th match since February featuring Alpha Academy and Street Profits in singles, tag team, or multi-team matches there, which is just crazy because... The whole point, John, of the draft is to do fresh matches and you do this. And I was like, man, just come on. Like you've got all these people on this roster. They're like just literally quite literally most likely sitting and catering, waiting to be used to do something. And you do this. And I will, the match was very, very good. I love the Street Profits. Montez Ford is amazing. That man like is incredible like everything he does is great at one point he even like beyond his athleticism at one point he mocked otis by kind of like you know strutting around the ring a little bit like you know puffing out his chest a little bit he's got it man like that guy is going places i cannot wait to see what he does next um he's very very good i like this a lot street profits are great uh i wish they didn't already do arcade bro versus street profits i think they've done that twice now which is what they do they, they can't help themselves um but because uh, like because like they they're rolling they're they're doing great on raw that could have been a, kind of a nice thing to build up to but now we've already seen it they did that literally I think the week before the draft uh, so now it's like yeah they're winning matches so you're probably going to do that anyway but yet again it's not going to be as special when they finally get there let's say it's two weeks from now three weeks from now whatever whatever it is you know so that, that's a little bit of sleep street profits are great uh, Alpha Academy. You know, I, I think I'm glad they're on the show. I'm glad they're, they're getting featured here, which isn't always the case. Chad Gable, very underrated. I, and I, I definitely have a, a soft spot for Otis there. Um, but yeah, meaningless tag feuds. And as I said, that tweet there, 15th match between these, between these, these teams in some combination since February alone. Um, boy. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I imagine RK Street Profits will be good. They are building up that as well. And I do want to mention, I said earlier, I really do like this idea that Randy, like we're seeing this kind of tension Randy Orton where he's getting mad at Riddle for being the hero. Riddle ran out to save Biggie. Riddle ran out last week to, and I think two weeks in a row to save the Street Profits from almost. So he, he's trying to teach him, don't be the hero. He's not trying to teach him to be a villain or to be a bad guy. He's saying, like, just worry about yourself. You're a Titan champion. Worry about us. Worry about what, worry about what we got to do. And there's something interesting about that. Where, and then Riddle literally said tonight, I got to be more like Randy. And then the street pops are like, no, you know, just do, worry about, you know, your partner when you're in the ring, but do, do your own thing otherwise. It's like, yeah, there's, there's something interesting there. And they're actually kind of crafting this cool story. So I like that. Um, and uh, something that I used to like is Jess Massey here saying, I used to really like the old Otis, Jess saying he misses the old Otis, the fun loving. Uh, 
Take kind of guy. Um, oh, yeah, I, I miss that guy. You know, oh, this this Otis for for a while. You know, at first I was like, oh, they're they're setting him up to be this kind of monster heel, and now he's out here. Stakes he, and weights. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's all fun, you know. But now he we're here. He's losing matches. He can get pinned, but he's that, that momentum's gone. The guy that won money in the bank is not here. Like this is a, a whole different guy. Um, so that, that's a bit of a bummer there, but uh, again, I imagine we'll get we'll get the street profit at some point sooner or later, uh, facing RK Bro. That'll be a good match, but again, not quite as special as it could have been. Uh, something that I don't know if it's going to be special or not, but we, they're definitely building up toward Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop because last week Dewdrop uh, you know, confronted Belair and they're definitely going to go in for something here. Belair talked about Dewdrop in an interview, uh, a new interview with uh, Sports Illustrated, so she's definitely like hyping this up. It's going to they're. She, she's seemingly hopeful it's going to be this big thing. She said they're going to bring a new dynamic to Raw here. So we had Bianca backstage giving a promo tonight on Raw, uh, saying that Dewdrop kind of, if she you know, if she wants some, come get some. You know, if, she, if she wants to mix it up, let's, let's go. And then Tamina, Tamina of all people, interrupts and says, like, you know, you got, you got to deal with me tonight. And Bianca's like, I want to Dewdrop, but you'll, you'll do just fine. So then we get a match with Tamina. I'm not knocking Tamina, but I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. This, this, uh, but yeah, this, this, this I'm, I'm, I'm saying this didn't really do it for me because DJ saying that Bianca squashed me. So it's like, if you're going to do this, like, why not? Uh, or if you're going to have someone be in that position or, or just someone face Bianca other than Dewdrop, I don't know. That'd be somebody else, like, showcase somebody, have a, have a good match there. But at the same time, good way for Bianca to, uh, pick up a win, be on TV. Can't complain about that too much. But uh, then Dewdrop comes out and says, "Just you wait. I'm gonna come after you after Survivor Series." And it's just like walked away. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Weird thing for me is that Dewdrop's theme is 100% a babyface theme, and now she's very much a heel. Um, yeah, which is very weird to me. So, what are you thinking about this? Uh, there's a new feud of Bianca and Dewdrop here. Well, you have to assume that, um, for one, Bianca's probably going to go over, but then again, at the same time, does she really need to go over more than Dewdrop? It's a very confusing situation. But like Eddie says, it's good and fresh. Uh, you know, and of course, the strength that Bianca will showcase, in fact, um, she had taken to her own social media after the show tonight to, uh, there was a, I think it was a mother and son in the crowd and the son had said something about Bianca Belair was doing, uh, everything that the men do at the same time. And, and they, and then she tweeted that and they, obviously Bianca was tagged in it. Bianca saw it, uh, and she retweeted it and said, you know, this, you know, this is really what I'm going for this hit nail on the head that she's out here performing these extraordinary feats of strength that the men would usually do that. We haven't really seen a whole lot in recent time with the women and just more of promoting women's wrestling, more like wrestling and not like it used to be with the bra and panty stuff and all that. So it's, uh, it's obviously evolved and continues to do so, even though, People still find a way to complain every week when there's only, say, one women's match that's three and a half minutes long. 
uh, but it still leaps and bounds better than uh, five, six years ago when there were multiple weeks in a row where there was no segments or matches at all involving women. So, right. Yeah, man. Bianca's great. She, she is an incredible athlete, you know, much respect to her, you know, everything she does in that ring, just, you know, slamming people, lifting people, uh, you know, pressing them above above her head. Absolutely amazing. You know, she, she, she's called the AST for a reason. She's just big, big fan of her and to see her grow has been a great thing. And, you know, I imagine she's a Canadian reach new heights. Very excited for that. Um, and yeah, I think she's definitely succeeding in that regard, just like showing you, know, hey, like no, this is this is wrestling. Like we're we're out here slamming people, or they're not doing as John, as you said, the the you know call it ten years ago that that style, like this actual like women's wrestling. And I think that is a very wonderful thing. So, but on the flip side, not just saying that uh, the pairing of Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis has been bad for women's wrestling. I mean, definitely they've taken some steps back. You saw the the Queen's Crown tournament. Definitely some some case we made there. Hopefully, we will kind of. Regain some of the process here. And I think with Bianca doing what she's doing with Becky and Charlotte and all these things, uh, Sasha Banks, like the, the roster is great and so, and so many more than I even, I even name. It's just got to, I hate to say trust the process, but we got to just kind of like the performers are even if, if the, you know, there's been some setback, I'm, I'm, I've got to imagine it's going to be just fine. We're just going to get through maybe this, uh, little bit of this rough patch, I guess. But, um, DJ pointing out that he did not change Becky Lynch's music, even though she turned heel. True, but Dewdrop's theme is very just like bubbly and like you know hip hop. You get like Becky's is more as rock. It's 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 like more. It, it seems more kind of it, it works either way. But Dewdrop's literally streams bubbly baby face. Like and it seems weird that she's out there being this like snippy kind of annoying heel, and, she's out, <laughs> and then she comes out with like fun themes. Like it's was weird. Yeah, and, she, and John's mimicking the the hand thing she does. It's like still. It's, Still does, and and Michael's saying it's so annoying, and it's or it's cringy, and it's even more cringy because she's she's a heel now, and may, and I guess maybe there's something said for that like it's so cringy that like it, it gets heat, but uh, yeah, oh man, but um, speaking of, of the the woman's vision here, definitely one big thing we haven't talked about yet, and probably one of the the better parts of the show here uh, is Becky Lynch's promo tonight where uh, she. Really went out there and cut this great promo, hyping up her match uh, against Charlotte Flair. Johnny and I, you and I talked about this last week, where we know they're going to face off the Survivor Series. Definitely, all this talk about, um, well, not talk. The reports about their their backstage confrontation and all those things kind of swirling there, and you know how that might affect their match. And then both of them, I think, gave interviews talking about it in some sense, making it clear like, no, like this is this is a real thing. Like the the, the relationship definitely suffered. They used to be best friends, and now they're not. Uh, and Becky definitely tied into that here tonight. And like, she, she took some shots at Charlotte. She was like, you know, Charlotte said there's nothing about, uh, nothing about Becky that's natural on SmackDown. And Becky's like, coming from you, that's pretty rich. <laughs> and, and then Becky, <laughs> Becky, Becky Knight said um, that, 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 you know, Charlotte criticized her for changing her, 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 her nickname, her moves, her, her attitude. Uh, whereas she said, well, at least like I had to change kind of like to be the best, whereas Charlotte got, got along by being, I think she says she said some like a cheap ripoff of, and she was referencing you know her her dad Rick Flair, a very very good promo. I, you know more more lines like I can even say, but at least a lot. She said very much playing on, on the history of they were friends, now they're not. And now she said something that like uh, that her success made Charlotte so miserable, so jealous. It's like she doesn't even like herself anymore. So really really strong promo. This was what I really wanted from Becky all along, where it's like she's not being this annoying heel. She's like she's bringing the heat. As a, as a character, I like that. 
like that a lot. I think that's the the, the quote unquote heel Becky that I want to see more of. And this led to a conversation between Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch, where Liv Morgan got the chance to kind of square off with uh, with Lynch ahead of their eventual title match. And the one thing I will say is that I was very glad they did the logical thing of having Liv Morgan reference the fact that, as she said, uh, I think it was on Talking Smack, I think she said in, in, in an interview before that, right when Becky Lynch left, Becky told her, when I'm gone, you're going to win the title. And she didn't. So now that they're building that into the storyline, which makes a lot of sense. And then Becky didn't just tie it in. She said, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't think, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd fail so miserably or something to that effect. That, and she said, some, some people have, some people don't. And Liv Morgan said, oh, you know, I think I speak for the entire WWE universe when I, when, when I say that big time Bex is big time. She said, she said, bitch. And I was like, oh my gosh. Cause like, that's, what, <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, to 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 let you know they're serious, John. If you have if you haven't figured that out yet, but uh, I I like this. I thought it was a good promo from Becky. I thought, and I like this the, the, this dynamic. Liv came out and Liv, Liv, Liv was getting upset that Becky walked out on her last week, and Becky said, um, "Oh, I was I was just giving you a moment after you won because you don't you don't win a lot." Uh, I thought that was good. And Liv Morgan got upset, and Becky was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, young lady." I like I like where we're going with this, and coming. Like, I think you know. Becky will definitely get even more momentum at Survivor Series by facing Charlotte, and then she'll face uh, Liv Morgan at some point soon, whatever it might be. See if asking if they, if they have uh, announced something for that yet, but not sure when that will be. But look forward to it. But John, what do you think about uh, Becky and Charlotte at this point, and also uh, the eventual clash between Liv and Becky Lynch here? Uh, I like it, and I think that it's been built pretty well so far. Although the one that negative that I find in all this is that I I don't see a path where Liv actually wins yet, which I think is kind of a bummer. I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, well, at this point, no. Like I, I think it's very clear they they're kind of setting this up as as a well, at least kind of feels like it that it's a it's a temporary thing. You know, maybe yeah, she'll probably look good in the match, get a good showing, and lose. Uh, Eddie, I think we talked about this a little bit last week. What if Liv Morgan wins the Rumble and then goes on to challenge Becky at WrestleMania? Could happen again. Uh, January is a while away, but um, and kind of, kind of we talked about the, in a, just with the, with the biggie discussion. It's hard to say who might dethrone Becky at this point, but um, they they they're worse than worse options than Liv Morgan. Big fan of Liv Morgan. I think she deserves it. And you know, having her step in the spotlight here tonight with this promo, I thought was a good. I mean, I, I'm not trying to contradict myself. It feels like they're going to be this going to be uh, a temporary thing, but they could build more of it. Maybe they they have the storyline. She falls short, and then then maybe maybe they, they do run it back if she does win the rumble or or whatever it might be. I think that this might be the first chapter of a more sane kind of thing here. But um, on the flip side, on the flip side, we're expressing our doubt about Liv Morgan here. DJ thinking that Liv will be the one to dethrone her maybe at some point. Um, I don't think I don't think it'll be this match. But again, I, I think that it's entirely possible that it could happen at some point. Um, again, whatever that might be, I, I think they kind of need to do a little more, build, uh, more, the, more of the groundwork of building building up like this, uh, and maybe uh, to the detriment. Maybe it was Jesse saying uh, that uh, it was a good promo from Liv, or sorry, it was a good promo from Becky, and Liv got some heat for interrupting. I would agree. I think Becky, this was probably her best promo as a heel since she came back, and to have Liv kind of cut it off. Didn't look that great for her trying to be babyface, but at the same time, you're trying to build up that that match there. So I don't have a problem out too too much there. 
Uh, it is worth noting that Liv did lift the title there. Uh, Eddie's, Eddie's saying that Liv looked good holding it up. Doesn't think she'll win it now, but uh, she'll have a good match with Becky, and it'll make her a star. I think that's what happened. I think that's the way matters there. So looking forward to it. Uh, but lots of comments for Liv here saying that she should win her mania. And, uh, or, or on the flip side, that's what DJ saying that she should win her mania. Uh, Jesse's saying that, that he doesn't think that they'll, get, they'll, that they'll give Liv the title, uh, at least until, the, until Belair gets her revenge win over Lynch. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't know. Again, they have options. I'm looking forward to it. But I guess in a general sense, John, do you think that Liv Morgan could eventually, eventually, potentially beat Becky Lynch? I do, yeah. But uh, as far as when and how soon is just a question that I don't think can really be answered right now. Um, I think they want to do this at like a really big scale event. Uh, and I keep going back to WrestleMania because we're in that time period where it's realistic. But hey, DJ says, you know, that would be a hashtag I would see them using. So, <laughs> yep, they, they, they like to do that kind of thing. Um, but no, I, I thought this was good. I thought that um, this, and even as brief as it was, a little a little build for uh, Biggie and Biggie and Rollins at some point. And on top of some of the matches, matches for Spire Series, admittedly, as Stephen's saying, they do not have a lot of stakes for, for the National on Sunday. I'm sure. It's going to be a good show. The match is going to be fun, and they might they might not really mean anything, but more often than not, the match is delivered. It's going to be a fun show, and that's all that really matters. That's what we can hope for, at least, and that's what they usually do. So, that being said, looking forward to Star Series here for the Go Home Show, John. What do you think about Raw tonight on a scale from one to ten? Uh, go with a six point seven five. What about you? Yeah, I would agree. You know, uh, below, below average, uh, whatever the average for all at this point is, that much actually that might be a little bit high. I, I honestly, I was, I wasn't as, I was not as down on the show as I've been um, in recent weeks. I, I had a little more fun with it. I was, I, was, I honestly thought the the ending with um with Ray with Ray and Austin was just so funny. Not like just like so bad. It's pretty much so bad. It's good territory. And I guess that's how I do. I, I'm going to enjoy the show a little more. Nando, you're going to show 5.5. It's lacking stuffing like a turkey on Thanksgiving. We love you, Nando. Your comments are always the best. Um, Nando's giving us a nine and a half. We appreciate you. Nando. you, you you're, so, you're, so, you're so kind. Uh, Brian giving us a six as well there. Uh, sorry, giving the show. So we, we don't get a six. Even Raw less six. It was, was not that good tonight. DJ agreeing with a six as well. Eric with a five. Definitely a below average show here. Um, finally, again, whatever, whatever you want to say, the average for all is, I think that this, this show tonight fell a little short. Jesse with a 6.5 as well. And, uh, yes, but definitely the theme of WWE pay-per-views. I, it's easy to say that the pandemic era, but even coming out of it now, the buildup, always the worst, but the pay-per-views usually deliver. Uh, so that's, that's where we're at. You know, the, the buildup, the, the weekly shows aren't usually that great, but you can hope that, uh, that the shows will deliver, and I have to imagine that they will. That it will. That it will be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I'm, 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 it's a very serious for me. That still means something. So, uh, but lastly, here, Eddie with the 5.8. Uh, again, uh, repeating that the the baby always delivers. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, Laura Rock with a five, but it's Kevin with a 7.6 as well. So, 
you know, not not a terrible show, but not a great one, especially for a go home. So with that being said, John, you and I will be back here on Tuesday night to talk about WNXT, the wonderful world of NXT 2.0. Uh, Robert and I will be back here uh, on Friday to talk about Friday at SmackDown. We had we had a scheduling conflict with a, with a wild weekend of wrestling. We'll be back on the schedule on Friday. Otherwise, uh, the the two Dynamite dudes on a rampage just released a new episode of uh, of their show talking about all things AEW. And otherwise, we've got we've got a great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys. Make sure to leave a like and subscribe. Uh, my interview with Hornswoggle went up last week. I interviewed Caprice Coleman from Ring of Honor this week, and many more constantly coming at you. So make sure to leave a like, subscribe. We appreciate you. Thank you for your support. And as always, John. Whether it's a good episode of Raw, a bad one, anywhere between, or any or any show, we try to do one thing above all others. Okay, tell me what that is. Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.